Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Believe in yourself. Believe in your Everyone, welcome to the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. I'm your host, Alana Johnston. And with me, as always, about to sip a coffee, is producer slash husband slash roommate, Norm Sousa. Norm, how you doing? And are you going to take the sip? I wasn't going to take a sip. I was taking a piece of fluff off of the uh, Oh, it looked like you cup. were going to grab that handle. Well, now I am. And away we go. Norm, how you feeling on this beautiful Monday morning? Oh, it's Monday. Is this being released today? No, it's being released no, it's tomorrow. it's being released tomorrow. I want people to know that um, I don't cheating. wake up and run to record a podcast for them on the day it comes out. Okay, I have things to do on Tuesdays. <laughs> I don't think we do, actually. <laughs> Norm, I've been taking morning walks. That really clogs up my mornings. Um, things are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, things are Yeah, things are f- fine. Yeah, things are fine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what's making it fine for you? No, um, you know, it's, uh, well, I wasn't on the pod. You were in New York and Boston uh, last That's week. That's right. I did my own thing last week. Were you depressed? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> for all <You're>, kinds of reasons. <laughs> you, yeah. Here's the thing. I went away and as always, I came back and you had an epiphany. Yeah, we, t- we talked about this, how you go anywhere for more than a half an hour and you come back and I've had this big epiphany. Of a, my life needs to change completely. And, and here's the once thing. again, without fail, uh-huh. uh, that happened. I love it. I love getting bombarded the second I get home. I love hearing where you're at. <laughs> I don't know. If it sounds like you're lying right now. <laughs> no, um, I love it because why not take the space and uh, do something useful with it while you have your we own We just have an thoughts. epiphany every single time. <laughs> here's the thing, though. A lot of positivity has come out of them. Yeah, that's true. Some of the stuff has been a little bleak as... As in a lot of epiphanies, but I will say you're gaining a couple of things and you're making good on your word. I'd say every single time I have an epiphany, I retain about 10%. (laughs) Or maybe (laughs) we're at one right now, 50%. Yeah, maybe. No, of course not. So maybe less, maybe like 2% of what my my goal of the epiphany is. Do you feel like you keep repeating your epiphanies? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) It could be. (laughs) I've heard a couple similarities throughout the They're not really epiphanies if I keep repeating them. They're just like uh, things I say over and over again. They're (laughs) re-epiphanies. Yeah, I keep having re-epiphanies, which is uh, a rerun of an epiphany I've already had. (gasps) We'll get there. 2% at a time. A a deja piff? (laughs) I think this last... Epiphany though is gonna stick. Really? You know what? I do because you said you said a lot of new things I hadn't heard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and things I was hearing for the first time, and that made me realize I think you dug a little deeper than you normally do. Because I think you can you judge things on how you feel in that moment, but mm-hmm. I feel like this time you were backtracking to like 
similarities and times you've felt that same way over the last couple of years. Yeah, and let's give the audience a little bit of I just there's been a long period of time which I cannot shake feeling cruddy. Yes, not ki- exactly. Not kid cruddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, rapper. not crud on your hands. <laughs> but but like not feeling very good. Yeah. And I was like, something's got to give. And I was like, well, what is it? Is it like my bad attitude? You know what I mean? Is it my cool <laughs> attitude? Uh, yeah, your cool attitude it, has got to give. And then it's like, you know, you slowly realize that it is like a huge bouquet of problems mm-hmm. that are like small and large and uh, out of your control or in your control. And then you have to like deduce slowly what you can, what is like truly affecting you in your life. So you try some things. And so I like right now I'm in the trying period. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well maybe it's this. Well, maybe it's that. Well, maybe it's this. Well, maybe it's that. You know what I mean? So it's like, go like exercise. And most of the things I already know, right? You got to eat healthier. You got to find some structure in your life. You need to exercise more. You want, you obviously want to be more creative. Makes you feel better. And yeah, you need to come out of a pandemic. Yeah, it's like that's oh, a. You know what thing. I mean? We've had these conversations too, where we're like the long-lasting effects of the it's, pandemic. It's out is now. Something you can't really control, and it's out of the bag now. The world seems like it's falling apart, which is a fucking drag, right? Um, Everybody's dragging me down. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, overall, it's like, what can you do other than like try to get better, try to make? Small you just have to try because we're going to be useless to fight against everyone and everything else that we have to if we're not feeling our full selves. Yeah. Well, well, well. Look who's inspecting his mug again. <laughs> I, got, I got the fluff off. It was, went from the top to the bottom. I got it. Don't worry about it. Oh I wouldn't even God. worry about it if I were you. No, I'm not that worried this about it. This table's too close. You can see me picking the fluff off my coffee mug. I love how close we are, Norm. Do you do this with people in person when you sit this close with them? Oh, yeah. No complaints yet. Because <laughs> we're like nose to nose. <laughs> it's only a complaint from you. The people love connecting with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pat and Jackie had no complaints. They were all about it. Okay. Well, then keep it. Thanks. Um, I will. But yeah, how are you? Thanks for asking. I'm doing well. It's kind of, you know what it's been? It's been a couple of <laughs> hands days. Not, hands not even on the hips. Literally on like the, your <laughs> Hands sho- on my like on ribs. ribs. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, I've been surrounded lately by some, not bummer conversations, but just some really um, vague, opened up, kind of somewhat hopeless conversations where you're like, what am I doing? So when enough people are asking that of themselves, it makes you realize everybody has shit. And that bums you out because you yeah. want to be there for your friends and help them out. But it's mm-hmm. like, like I said, what position are we in well, to be of use to anybody else? You do a whole podcast. So like, I think people see that you do this podcast that is like talking these things yes. out and they reach out to you. And turns wanna... out I'm an empty tank. This car's chugging you nowhere. So this will be the last episode of the self. <laughs> Enjoy what you. No, listen. I'm an ear. I'm I'm here to listen. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Sometimes you're, that's all. I, I'm an ear. You're the ear. I'm the ear. I'm here to listen. <laughs> Sometimes uh, you just got to get it off your chest. That's what Georgia said when she came here. Remember? Yeah. She was like, Norm, this is a vent because you tried to help her and she didn't want to hear it. <laughs> oh yes, yes. She stopped me in it. And she stopped. I didn't even. You. Here's the thing. I didn't even hear the beginning. Didn't even know it was a vent. <laughs> she announced it 
when people are not like Georgia and I, on the show, right? yes, of course, Georgia and I, uh, when we were living together, we got really good at sen- setting boundaries mm-hmm. of when you wanted somebody's input and when you just needed to get something off your chest. And we would quite simply announce it. And I, might I recommend for everybody's relationships um, and friendships, just say what you need. It's so much easier. If you're oh, like, yeah. I just need you to hear me out on this because I'm really frustrated. Or if you're like, I, I want to know what you think of this, clarify. Or like, I don't want any notes on this. Oh my God. Exactly. Say it for exactly what it is. Okay, Norm, in this moment, what do you want from me? Oh, you know, it's, you know, this, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm, again, it's like I'm at the figuring out stage. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I get, yeah, I guess let me figure it out. You know what I mean? Give me some, give me some, uh, some time here. Here's the thing. I'll give you nothing but. Wow. <laughs> you can take all the time you Holy want. Shit. I am here. This is what I'm going to give you. Not taking things personally. Oh, great. Because that will then release you of having to worry about me and will only allow you to worry about you and figure out your shit. Because if you're being like, oh, I'm in this kind of mood today and now Elena's mad at me or like, yeah, yeah. now I hurt her feelings or something, it's that's going to be a nightmare to be so concerned with everyone else. We're already yeah. so concerned what people think. No, and and um, and listen, the truth is, is like, you know, there are some main culprits that I'm trying to like suss out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So A couple of heavy hitters in there, you guys. And I'm all of them. Wow. <laughs> you want to get to our guest? Let's do it. Old pal. Great catch-up. I think he's so Lots, funny. A couple of epiphanies in there. He's so funny. Yeah. I had the best time chatting with him. We did really you talk did. about AP Bio? We didn't. Oh, really? Yeah. We didn't even talk about it. Wow. Ch- like- check out AP Bio. This is his show. Yeah. Um, he's so funny. He's so funny. Let's get to it, yeah? Okay. Everyone, please help me welcome Mike O'Brien right after this break. It's a self-esteem party. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's a self-esteem party. Mike, welcome to the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. You may now have your sip of coffee. Thank you, tea. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on and hydrating. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Um, how are you doing? You know what? Thanks so much for asking. I'm doing great. I just did some crunches and I'm feeling really empowered as a woman. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you are. It's a tough weekend for women. Um, I uh, and and five years or a couple hundred. Um, I've been <laughs> doing since the pandemic. I've been doing a little online kung fu, and so I do a hundred punches a day. That's one of the things the guy said. <laughs> Wait, stop! <laughs> I'm sorry. Punches to where? Yeah, because what you bam, just bam, showed bam. me was like you just outstretch your arm in like a hundred directions. So is it one per direction? Yeah, you just you just gotta get a hundred. It's like jumping jacks. It's just getting your punches. And what are the results of this? Well, I mean, you know, fitness, self defense, um, <laughs> balanced mind and body. <laughs> How's your pandemic been? Well, fitness actually has been quite a priority of mine. I do a hundred punches a day. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and then you get in that situation where you need a good punch, and then you don't do it, of course, you know. But and you're like, I do a hundred a day of these things. But um, wait, no leg work. Uh, right now, we have not gotten to any kicks yet. No, in my thing. <laughs> <laughs> If this has been your pandemic, you're telling me for two years you've been studying punches and you haven't even considered a kick yet. I've considered it. We haven't gotten to it. And I'm on like lesson 14. Now, granted, I repeated lessons one through three like a million times. They were kind of like a good end of evening sort of. It's like Tai Chi. It's very slow movement of teaching you the basic moves but all upper body and then i was like all right we gotta start moving on there's like 300 of these lessons but i am i'm pretty far in to not have done anything with my legs but kind of have them stand three feet apart with toes <laughs> pointed slightly inward <laughs> i'd get into I'm it sorry this is this might be my favorite pandemic and ever yet. <laughs> this might be it. You might win. And people have been getting into all sorts of hobbies, some yeah. that they're keeping up. And I am so glad this one made it through. I'm really happy for you. Yeah. The one that didn't make it, thank you, um, is hip hop dance. I I thought it'd be really <laughs> funny to like quietly get good at hip hop dance for like three years and then just be like hanging out with people and be like, Oh, I love this song and go into like a really complex hip hop dance. Would die. But uh, for those of you that can't see Mike, he's quite tall and seemingly uncoordinated, but maybe not. Deeply. So much so that I was like, even after doing like five to ten lessons, I was like, this is it's it's not gonna look like anything when I break it out at a bar and start doing it. People won't be like, Oh my god, you're good at hip hop dance. Yeah, they would just be like, you're be goofing around, in, you look like shit. Yeah, exactly. I think it would be next to impossible for you to get good enough that someone would notice because people are <laughs> so good at hip hop dance and spend years doing it. <laughs> yeah, and are like naturally built for that. And so, yeah, doing like even like 50 lessons, I wouldn't look, it wouldn't look like anything. So, but Kung Fu is, is going a little better. <laughs> But obviously, kung fu suits me better. <laughs> it's a little more up my alley. As we, yeah, as we expected. <laughs> did you? Uh, oh, yes. Did you pick up a an instrument or anything? Get a, a new cat or dog? You, I got a new dog, and nice. it's a love hate, and I talk about it as much as I can. Uh -huh. um, and then I took up yoga on Amazon Prime. Kind of these like little 20 30 minute videos with this one teacher who's like always trying to be too funny but i guess it worked and uh i do some yoga and i know if i went to a class they'd be like you're way off what is this like you and your hip-hop dancing <laughs> right but i i've at least kept up the consistency of it like your punches so i can't help but feel somewhat accomplished in it at least for the stamina that i'm like continuing to do it I love that. You know what I mean? I, yeah, absolutely. I want to find out your person if you're you are kind of recommending them because I love yoga and I do a couple stretches of it every day, but um, I hate going to yoga yoga studios. Yeah, and it's um, a lot. The ritual of it and um, uh, the social anxieties that go with it and parking and all that. And so I'm like, I know there's probably a good one online and I haven't really investigated. So I want to, I want to find out your Amazon person. You know what? I'm happy to tell you her name is Julia Marie. Mm -hmm. She's got brown hair. Um, just 
keep an eye out for that. Okay. And <laughs> that helps, yeah. Keep an eye out for the yoga teacher with brown hair because yoga with Adrian, um, she she irks me a little bit more. I'm not quite as into her because she's always doing stuff on her knees and my knees hurt too much to do it. Mm-hmm. Julia Marie, though, she throws in a couple of hit classes in there, that high intense interval training. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike, she'll whip you right into shape. Yeah. That's great. And I know what you mean about the humor. I had an ex and I were doing... Is her name Jillian Michaels? Uh, oh, yeah. Jillian, yeah. Not, like not yoga, workout. but more workout. Yeah. And because it's the, we were doing the same 60 minutes, the like four jokes in it became like nails on chalkboard um, because it wasn't <laughs> oh, yeah. like a live feed. It was a one uh, recorded thing. And I forget what they were, but we used to say them along with her. And, and it was always at a point where like your body is dying. And then you have to hear this joke you've heard a thousand times and you're like, just just be peppy and positive and tell me what to move, you know? Yeah, mine, uh, hers is, Julia Marie's is more like, um, it, you kind of look a little like a triangle and she has a little giggle and you're like, I guess. <laughs> so it's, like, it's, not, it's not too invasive. Yeah. It's not too invasive, you know what I mean? She's yeah. not like up my butt about it. Right. Which I appreciate. Um, okay, Mike, yeah. I haven't asked you yet. Okay. On a scale of one to ten, how are you feeling in terms of self-esteem? What have I caught you in today? Because we're talking, we're early evening here, late afternoon. Yeah. So we're kind of midday, depending on how late you stay up or how late you sleep in. Mm-hmm. So where are we at? And mm-hmm. what were you feeling um, this morning? Oh, um, I would say I'm at a seven self-esteem um so i'll take it um i um performed last night and um as you know um or i don't know about you personally but you know of the phenomenon that uh some of our self-esteem can be directly connected to whether strangers made a ha-ha noise yes (laughs) In yes, a, I can relate somewhat. And then that that drug lasts uh, 24 hours or, or so. Like most of the next day, I'm like, um, yeah, hey, remember that? That was okay. And then backstage, everyone was nice. And I didn't say anything that I woke up being like, oh, why did you say that? Um, so that's all an accomplishment to be riding, not high off of, but um, that, that makes for a not bad Sunday. And then I'm I'm kind of a hypochondriac, so that keeps you from going above a, a seven because I think that the weird clogged ear thing I have going on is a brain tumor pushing against my inner ear, and mm-hmm. I feel like I have to get up early tomorrow and try to get into a cancellation at my doctor. So you bounce. Um, that was fun. I went and did a show and got a couple laughs with um, imminent death, and you come out around a seven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, all you can ask for is a bit of drama amidst the joy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you get um, self-diagnosing issues ever? It's what I live for. Yeah. Uh, I basically, I'm, I'm really into a self-assessment. Like, I will tell you this. I have never gotten COVID yet. Mm-hmm. And 
all I do is accuse people of giving me COVID and and saying I constantly have COVID and it doesn't even if I have it it's not a big deal but for some reason I was like ooh this is an easy medical thing to fixate on that yeah. has like so many symptoms that I can just claim everything is this yeah um it's become a, become a great scapegoat for me I'm really into it uh, and I constantly think something is wrong I'm definitely a worst case scenario type of person i've been that way my whole life it's to my detriment yeah because if you're doing it medically uh, well you tell me because you said you're a bit of a hypochondriac but i find when i'm medically thinking worst case scenario like you're doing being like oh my god this brain tumor if i'm thinking it about like body and physical stuff i think it about everything then so now i'm like if norm leaves the house to go somewhere i'm like well he's gonna get in a car wreck mm -hmm. or you know what i mean like i find if i let myself spiral it'll keep going and then i have to like catch myself and be like okay wait a second just go to a doctor if you're so concerned and there's nothing to think about between now and then yeah i definitely have um i haven't thought about it this way but i definitely play out worst case scenarios in my mind and i don't know if they're always linked to when i'm the most um spinning out about a physical thing but i definitely have a thing where if i don't hear from someone for a while i think they're mad at me even though i'm very bad myself at <laughs> keeping up with <laughs> chit chat and and replies and emails and texts um yet i think if anyone else is i'm like i bet it's about when i was like i left that barbecue i didn't go to that other thing with them I bet they all were like, he, they're mad. I can't put my finger on why, but I bet they're mad. And so I can, I can go worst case scenario with those. And yeah, family members being like, yeah, when my parents used to be gone for a long time, even for a walk around the neighborhood, I'd be like, this is suspiciously long. I bet they're, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Not talking to another neighbor in our tiny town. It's over. This walk seems to really be going on for quite yeah. some time. <laughs> yeah. I bet uh, we've got our yeah, first. Yeah, that's like, yeah. that's a hard way to live. It's definitely like for me, that worst case scenario thinking really clogs up my brain as to what's actually happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's always wrong. Um, I can Yes. I can say that because... Yeah, the one only medical, um, really serious hiccup I've had in my life was melanoma on my face, and I didn't think anything of that. It was a red bump on my cheek here, and um, my friend was like, you should have that looked at, but um, I was like, oh, I don't know. I think it's it's probably just a pimple or something, and um, that's that's the one time it was. It, it, I caught it before it like, spread to my lungs, and that was real. And the other 100,000 have all turned out to be nothing, including friends being mad at you or whatever, you know, like. Oh, my God. Wow. So I've never been right, even the one time I could have been. I didn't know that. Yeah. And you made it to the podcast still. I made wow. it to the podcast. I mean, I'm still, <laughs> it's still sore. It was only like four years ago. <laughs> It's barely healed, and I thought, I have got to talk to this woman or she's going to go ballistic. <laughs> yeah, you don't miss uh, it for cancer. The friends getting mad thing mm -hmm. is like, I, I was just talking about this with Norm. So we were talking about how we think the real after effects 
of uh or not even after well kind of after effects of like the lockdown part of the pandemic the intense part of the pandemic mm-hmm. um are just starting to show now because i think what happened is everything opened and everyone was like great we're it's back we're back right type of thing yeah and now we're all realizing oh we're back to a new normal right it's not what it was it's definitely it's a new version of that and now it's like like so many people that i've talked to it's like you think you have it bad people were in the fucking thick of it yeah and it's like it's i'm noticing it now and people thinking people were mad at them or because they lost contact with someone and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and thinking that for months on end though, even though it was like everyone was clearly going through their own thing. And now we're like having a hard time facing each other again. There's like social anxieties as much as we want to get back out. Yeah. I can say for me too, it's like, I won't, like I was so excited to do this podcast, but nervous to do this podcast. But I'm like, I do this all the time and I've known <laughs> yeah. you for so long. Yeah. <laughs> but I know. you know what I mean? Where you're just like in your head all of a sudden yeah. for nothing. Yeah. It really I get up every day and I look at what I have to do that day and it's I have to switch this mentality. It's become annoyed annoyed and stressed at having like four things. I'm like, I have four things today. Even though Three of them will be a Zoom, you know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. sitting in a chair and um, and like pure joy when I have zero or one. And and I'm like, that mentality has to change. I used to be like going case by case. I'd be like, I'm excited about this. This will be stressful. This will be really fun. And they're not. They're all like, I'm like three things. Um, just any things I'm like oh man I'm gonna feel like I'm running around all day and it's nothing compared to what I used to do like so wait what do you do in your downtime like what is it that you feel like you would rather be doing than those tasks because like for me Mm -hmm. it was watching tv and now I barely have the focus to watch tv so it's more like a walk (laughs) that's like my new thing is I'm like well I could go on a walk instead and really clear my head and listen to some music yeah that's, I mean, with a dog, having a dog myself, I, I have built in walks, which I, I love and hate when they're like a rushed, just having pee real quick walk. Like they need yeah. to be a long um, audiobook type walks. And, um, and then I do watch some sports and listen to music and write. And um, I think those are the main things I would want to be doing. I, I, before it got really hot, I garden a lot, which is, I have a yard that is at all times I'm battling weeds. So it's not even exciting gardening, but I like it. It's again, audiobooks and pulling weeds for an hour or two, but I can't do yeah. it in, in the 90 degree heat again with skin cancer. But, um, um, I'll get back to that. And I, I think I, I hate when that gets stepped on all post pandemic. I didn't used to be like my weeding time got stepped on. <laughs> I, I feel like I have weeds to tend to, <laughs> Mr. President. <laughs> exactly. I used to enjoy my lunches with the president, and now they kind of stress me out. Yeah, we're still having them, but they're just more stressful. <laughs> right, now. right. You don't want to go as much. But um, yeah, do you do you garden at all? You know what? We just moved a couple months ago, and we have a yard now, and one day our friend Steph was over. It was kind of like some weed, some grass. It was very unkempt, right? And 
our friend came over and was like, what is this? And like holds this thing up. And we were like, oh yeah, we have weeds. And she was like, these are foxtails. These are bad. Yeah. You can't have these for your dog. The whole yard is covered in them. I don't, I didn't know that. It looks like wheat. I have no idea. Right. So we had to kill everything. But we have this giant avocado tree. It's going to be impossible to grow grass. So guess what? We're getting turf put in. You better watch yourself. And yes. it is high quality stuff. I was rolling in this in the demo. <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> That's smart. You, grass is crazy out here now. And, and there's a, it's a, We're in a drought. Yeah. I can't have grass. I yeah. can't do it. Yeah, it, turf is great. And, yeah. I hate the foxtails. My, my dog had one uh, surgically removed. So it's good to get rid of those before that happens. And um, yeah, turf in an avocado tree is perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, tell me a bit about your dog. Is your dog your best friend? Yeah. Yeah, I love him. Um, oh my God, he's not in the room. I'm panicking. <laughs> <laughs> he I went to one of his other two places. Um, but yeah. My he- dog takes over the house too. She's got... She's got a place in every single room that's hers. Yeah. Full couches dedicated to this dog. Right, right. And and now it, I've just kind of conformed my home around it. If And my car, like um, my friend tried to ride my car the other day and it's all set up for my dog. Like the, the mm-hmm. seat buckle is a dog harness buckle in there that I have to undo. We have that too. And then like... <laughs> The seat is covered with a thing to protect it, but that means it's all sandy and gross. And I'm like, sorry, you have to sit in sand. And it's just all, <laughs> it's all dog and um, not for humans. So yeah, I love him. And he's four. I've had him since he was eight weeks old. He's a rescue and he's a really good guy. Oh my God. Wait, do you, so it's you and the dog. What's the schedule of you and the dog? Like, is the dog a morning person? Are you a morning person? That's why I asked how you were feeling this morning, which I'm which I'm guessing is good because you said the show went well and right. that lasts about 24 hours. But yeah. do you wake up happy with the dog? Yeah. I He's made me more of a morning person, but not bad like when he was a puppy and it was like 6 a.m., which was, um, I hated. I like, I like writing at night and watching movies and stuff. So... Um, we get up about eight, eight thirty, um, which yeah, compared to old me would be very early and now is fine. Um, and then, uh, and do a walk, especially to beat the heat, you know, you got to, and then, oh, you've got to beat that heat. You got to. And, uh, then we do either go over to the Eagle Rock dog field or do another walk. And when it cools off around dinner time and then a, a late night uh, between us um sometimes off leash uh 11 or 12 midnightish Mike. walk uh where my neighborhood there's no cars or anything and and we'll do a little off leash thing a couple of my dog owner friends think it's very irresponsible but i don't wear headphones i've got a light i think it's okay and he's really good and he stays by me and he loves it so it's kind of a, a fun little thing I don't think you realize how many people in neighborhoods listen to this podcast. You are begging for trouble, my friend. Oh, no. I didn't even realize we were recording. <laughs> can I tell you? Okay. Can I tell you what happened to my dog? Speaking of off leash. Yeah. When we, so when we got her, she was a rescue and we would go, we would walk with her. We would, she weighed like 20 pounds overweight. Like she was 70 pounds, she should have been like 50 pounds. So we get her on this diet food, we're taking her on all these walks, all these hikes to help her lose weight. Um, 
when we go on these um hikes norm sometimes would let her off leash in really remote places of the mountains where nobody was yeah one time she like sees a bunny or something like that and runs into all the bush part of like the woods on (laughs) this mountain and comes back with a limp like can't walk on her leg yeah and we ended up having to get surgery for her for a torn ACL, an old injury oh, man. that she had and all this arthritis built around. And we had to end up getting this surgery. It cost so much money. It's been the biggest problem. It's been like a two year saga. All of this because I let her off leash. Oh my gosh. She can't just sprint like that with her, her no, old injuries. Because, yeah, she can't. And, and she's in, it was thick. It was like brush, like all thick yeah. inside. and. It had to be something on like a branch or something that like she like sprained it or something like that. Oh God! Do you know her know. her history before you guys? Who was? Yes, it, it's rare abusive, that it's that they're fat. Tried to make her yeah. Tried to make her a fighting dog. It's because oh, she lived on no. a balcony. Oh. She never got walked. She lived on a balcony and was there for like eighteen hours a day. And otherwise, so they she were got fat. They were trying to have her fight. Yeah, because she's really broad. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> She's nice and sturdy. <laughs> <laughs> All positive words. Um, this is how you want to be described. My grandma as a is is broad. <laughs> she's broad and sturdy. Sturdy, uh, and she's good at fighting. Um, well, that's that's always it's always hard to hear and then kind of fun because you picture how happy they are now. Oh my God, she's so happy. I, she's locked out of the room, obviously. I don't want her in here bothering me. Yeah. Is she big? <laughs> she's huge. She's a bulldozer. Uh, Mike. Yeah. When you were in the pandemic, were you quarantined by yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I had two backyard dates, and that's Wait, it. dates? Like romantic dates? First dates. In my yard what? during the pandemic, they were. Oh my god! Tell me. They were intense. God, God bless um, these these America. women who were up for that because it was at a time when there were no restaurants open, and we just like sat in the yard. It was, I guess, like the Bachelor. That's where like you meet someone for the first time while like <laughs> sipping wine under a tree. There, that that yeah, that doesn't have cocktail happen. party. Yeah, it doesn't exist in the real world normally, but. Yeah, we they came over and we sat and talked and in my yard it was it was talk about anxiety, um, but but they were very nice and and everything went fine. But I, I felt so much more nervous for those than meeting someone at a restaurant for some reason. Um. Well, yeah, because one, you're the host and entertainer. Yeah. As opposed to a restaurant, which is like they're in charge, and two. It's a pandemic, and three, it's a first date, and four, now they're going to see where you live. What yeah. if we don't trust them? Yeah. Yeah, and and one, rightfully so, was like, well, I don't know about coming to your home cold. Like, can we FaceTime, and I can, like, yes! get a feel for whether you're... And I, I passed the FaceTime enough to come hang, so... Um, yeah, it's intense on, on, on their part, too. To just be like, I'm just gonna go to a guy's yard, um, and then I took a couple of years off that and just hung with my dog and tried to focus on that. Wait, you went on two first dates in a backyard, and you went time to take a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> I did. 
they went that well, huh? <laughs> I don't. I think I think I I had a follow up with each of them. They didn't. Those didn't go. Those didn't make me want to stop dating. They. Um, I just <laughs> sounds like they did. <laughs> no, I mean certainly not those people. It was the intensity of it and how it, it didn't feel the same. Like part of the fun of going on a date is you're out and about on on the town, you know. Mm-hmm. I agree. More to talk about. Yeah, to see. you're like, should we go should to each other? Cool places. Yeah, let's go to another place and and so on. And to just be like, just three hours of just kind of sitting in the yard, being like, yeah. So again, I gotta weed that area over there. I think. <laughs> I just haven't had a lot of gardening time. I had two things to do today. <laughs> and one of them was this. <laughs> one of them, yeah. And this involved having to shower and shave. And this is a lot. I think I'm going to need a couple of years. So I agree. I would also be skeezed out coming to your house um, in your backyard. <laughs> I think I, I think I would be equally as nervous. I'd be like, I guess. Like, were these daytime or evening dates in the backyard? They were like, you know late afternoon going into evening and but for for one thing i didn't it wasn't like a i never pushed it and b i didn't like initiate real early like hey nice to meet you um you want to come to my yard (laughs) it was like you know a month or more of bonding and getting to know each other through uh, messaging and in the one case facetime so it was not uh, you're making it I can already tell you're framing it to be. No, <laughs> no I'm not framing it to be anything that it isn't already. <laughs> uh, I'm a Wait, guy Mike, that, what is, yeah. what's your dream date that you're going to take somebody on? Um, that's a good question. Um, I've been watching a lot of Love on the Spectrum and almost just right away said water parks um, because. <laughs> oh my God, isn't it so good? It's the best show. I finished the new American one last night. It's Me so too. good. Um, and it, along with the pandemic in general, has made me and I feel like half my friends believe we were on the autism spectrum in some way. Um, but that's oh, sh- more self-diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Only this one, I think, is right. Um, <laughs> I I literally... <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I couldn't get... Yeah, I nailed this diagnosis. And I literally talk about getting in your head. I couldn't get the um, psychiatrist... Um, I think that's the type of doctor you have to get for an autism screening. Couldn't get him to call me back. I left like four voicemails while they were open. I kept calling and I was finally gave up and was like, all right, maybe I don't have to have like a formal diagnosis, especially because like, they're mad at me. They talked to my other friends. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. They're furious. But but that, <laughs> that show is so good. Are, are you guys done with it? the new one yeah yeah i finished the new one it um it always makes me cry because i think i have taken um love and relationships for granted pretty much my whole life and you see the simplicity of somebody just wanting one thing they're like i just want to be in this relationship yeah and how much they're willing to let it like fill their hearts and fill their life whereas like i feel like it was something i kept really um, kind of closed off or like don't let people too close or whatever and you're like oh wow like love can really be that fulfilling so it's like I'm celebrating that for them but also mourning a little for myself that I was like oh Alana you're a bitch you 
it's true though the the parents crying always gets me because i'm like that they, they're like we're we're boyfriend and girlfriend now and the parents will immediately cry and you're like oh they they were like that's a thing yeah. that maybe my son or daughter will never get to say and it's it's very moving in that way and and then um that the people are so fascinating i do feel like they're all um like an exaggeration or like they emote what I feel all the time. Maybe a lot of us feel. Mm -hmm. And one of them that I was getting a kick out of was that there's that guy. He he's real into the Ren fair stuff. And he, oh yeah, and he's always frustrated with his parents. Yeah, that he'll make a noise anytime his parents make it say anything, even if he agrees. If they're like, uh, you know, make sure to um, open the door for her. He'll his first reaction is like. <laughs> You know, just hating it. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, no, you're right. You're 100% right. I will open the door. But argh, his first thing, anytime they talk, is just this really loud, gritted teeth grunt that was killing me. I'm like, yeah, that's what we all feel sometimes when our parents are, like, telling us something, even if it's right. You're like, yeah, that's technically right. But argh, I know. Oh, my God, Mike. I've had to put a ban on talking to my mom because of this exact reasoning. I can't patiently keep it in anymore i'm like i can feel myself lashing out like i feel like a child i can feel my la myself lashing out because i cannot stand like i have been maxed out i cannot stand how much she keeps telling me what to do <laughs> I, we live yeah. three thousand miles apart yeah we live she's never been to my house how can you tell me what to put in it <laughs> right <laughs> it doesn't right. make sense you've never been here yeah how can you accuse me of having room for a freezer when i quite simply have told you i do not and yeah. here's the thing, she's right. There's room for the freezer, <laughs> but I can't give her the satisfaction. It doesn't matter. Yeah, if they're right, even, you know, half the time, you're like, well, that's not. Yeah, I mine was that I had a birthday last week and my mom sent me a card, uh, which is so nice. She took the time to go and buy a card, but she got a card of a dog hanging out a window and of a car. And um, mm -hmm. its hair is like blowing in the breeze. And she said, thought it was a cute card, but also wanted to remind you to, you know, buckle up Murphy when you drive around. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's not a, about cuteness. It's like a worn, it's like a, a, a cautionary tale of a card. Wow, on a birthday card. <laughs> that's set in stone. That's not even a text. I know. Like she's mailing this to you. Yeah. And I do buckle him up. I, I used to let him hang sit on my lap and kind of hang out the window when he was like half his full size and they were visiting during that and it really upset her and it stuck with her and years later after he's been seat buckled every time, she she found a card and said Please remember to buckle him and, and have a good day, I guess. <laughs> you know what? My mom hated my dog, even though she's never met her. And then my brother got a dog, and now she claims to love my brother's dog and that she loves my dog now. And I'm like, I know you don't love my dog. I know you only love my brother's dog because he's the favorite. And you're, you support his dog. <laughs> and I know that's what's happening. And now you can't, you're trying to backtrack <laughs> when, you've yeah. openly, when you've openly accosted me for getting a dog. That was big. Oh, my God. That's so good. That the... Um is the same with significant others where you can kind of tell if your parents and, and um, 
friends even like your significant other or don't. I mean, now you're in a, a good situation, but like we, I'm, I'm one of four siblings. And so we've all had various boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives, and ex-husbands, ex-wives. And mm-hmm. I can always kind of tell, my parents are bad at, I think, at poker facing how they would rank them. And it's changing throughout, you know, someone will rise in the ranks or something, but it's a, it's always a bummer when you can tell they don't like your significant other as much as they like your sibling's significant other. And Yeah, it's it's really hard because, and none of this is the fault of my brother. Um, he is, without a doubt, the favorite. You know, firstborn <laughs> Arab son. It's just, okay. he, it was his destiny. Yeah. It was his yeah. destiny. He's going to take over the farm it. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's three girls, useless. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> I'm the third. Wait, where are you in the order? You said youngest four of you? four as well, yeah. Oh, you're the youngest? Okay, because my younger sister is the next favorite, I think. And I think me and my older sister are tied. Got it. Yeah. You're the- <laughs> I can't confirm for my older sister. I can confirm I'm dead last. This is, <laughs> and any one of my family will tell you this. Probably even my mom. You're, you're third out of four? Yeah, I think I'm, tr- I think I'm trouble. I'm also the only blonde, blue eyes. Uh-huh. You know, it makes sense. It's like I'm causing all kinds of trouble from the second I'm born. Everybody's saying, whose kid is this? Right, right. I had a friend who just uh, a year or two ago um, found out her brother was half from another dad. Is her really? half brother. Just, yeah. two, just two years ago? Yeah, like very much all adults. Um, so is there any... Why did they wait? Um, I think they just kind of had to get drunk enough. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, there wasn't an incident that the other dad is long dead. Um, oh, okay. And so I don't... There wasn't, like, a thing that happened other than, um, maybe, yeah, uh, loose lips one evening. And all of a sudden, the headline. I could never came. keep that secret. Oh my god! Every no. time I saw you, like if this was me and you, yeah, I'd see you and I'd be like, <laughs> "Oh, so who you been talking to lately? And like, what kind of stuff you've been talking about?" And you'd be like, "What are you talking about?" And I'd be like, "Absolutely nothing. I wouldn't even worry about the secret." <laughs> Do you have? Have you had any huge bombshells? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just checking. Keep all that right. up. Yeah, well, that's that's probably because your dad's definitely your dad. <laughs> it's just when it comes to dads, everything's in order. All right, I'm heading out. I'll see. <laughs> but do you wow, think you have a, a huge one? You have a blonde dad that wasn't your dad. No, here's the problem: my dad is blonde, so I only oh, okay. look like him, okay. and the other ones look like my mom. But. When I was born, you know, to the Arabs, it, everyone's like, what? Because I was the third and the first two looked alike. Right. And then it's kind of, but here's the thing. For some of them, I became a real hit. Because for some of them, it was like, oh, it's this toy that doesn't belong. Look how fun this is. Yeah. Kind of a fun Plop novelty. Here. Yeah. Fun novelty to have this one walking around with, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think it worked out. I think I held my own. Not with my mom. Yeah. No, forget it. She was like, we're done here. What, what Arab country are is your mom and her family from yeah she's from um damascus syria gotcha. and then her and her siblings eventually they went to like france first a couple other places and then they eventually came to canada but the rest of her family is there and we went back oh my god this must have been 13 no wait 
10, 10 or 12 years ago, mm-hmm. I don't remember, we, probably 10, we went to Syria mm-hmm. um, to go visit her family. She hadn't been back in 40 years. And it was oh, wow. really funny because my little sister is pale like me but has dark hair but big round blue eyes mm-hmm. like my mom's grandparents, um, not like from my dad's side, which is what I have. So uh-huh. it was really funny because my mom came with me, my little sister, and my dad. So she showed up with these like white kids and semi-white kids and everyone was like, everyone wanted my dad's baby everyone was like oh who is this who is this blonde canadian man please give me your scene it was wild wow. it was wild wow. yeah people were pretty over me because i was too old i was like 20 something yeah and i was too old that's for too old cared. yeah I'm too old withered up nobody wants this interesting yeah i my best friend in grade school was a of a family that went Syria to France to a, America. Was really? that is that common to do a, a I don't know. A year or two in France? I've never I don't know. I know like my mom was a French teacher. My mom learned well Arabic obviously then French and then English. Yeah. But I I've never heard of anybody else doing the France thing. I also don't know that many other like I didn't grow up with that many other people that came from Syria. One family in my neighborhood, but they moved back when my friend was 12. I was so upset. And and I bet LA has a big community, but you came here after you're done making friends, probably. <laughs> yeah, what had happened was I made as many friends as I could back home, and then I left all of them as fast as I yeah. could. And I and I said, but when I got here, it's even crazy that you and I are talking because when I got here, I thought I'm at max capacity, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> and I've just landed. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know there's a, occasionally an opening, but otherwise you're like, how many am I going to do here? Um, <laughs> um, but I do want you to go to just like a, a Syrian cultural center and just like have like play bingo or something and be like, I'm, I'm looking to make new friends. <laughs> I'm half Syrian. I have a bunch of Arabic tattoos. That could be my in, That's like great. my passport. Do you, do you speak any? You know what? Oh, this is kind of, I was learning. My Tete was teaching me. Mm-hmm. Uh, she ended up, she passed away, but during the pandemic, she was teaching me and my cousin Natalie, and we would have a 10 minute class every morning. And it was no like theory behind it or anything. It was, she would just teach the words or sentences that came to her that day. So it was like for about a week or two, we learned vegetables and fruit. And then for, it was my mom's birthday. So then we learned how to say stuff about birthdays and whose birthday it was. Sometimes it'd be like, um, your mom, how nice of your mom to bring me to yogurts. You know, there was like lots when we would learn a new phrase every day. And I was actually like picking up yeah. on it. Like we would, I would be able to have about three minutes into a conversation. Hi, how are you? What's new? Not much is new. I'm going here. This is happening today. I just ate this. Yeah. Like I, I was, I was in there, which is pretty good for a 10 minute FaceTime every morning. Yeah. It's not bad. But then she passed away and I, and it just, you know, I don't, I don't want to learn with my mom. She's going to try to actually teach me because yeah. she was like, the classes are out of control, ma. <laughs> she was always trying to tell my Tay that the classes were out of control and she had to do better at the classes. <laughs> so is that your grandma? Is that what that? Yeah. Yeah. My, on my mom's side. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. You could you could hang with her as long as someone brought you two yogurts that morning. Then you could. <laughs> How nice! How nice for your mom to bring it you. It is yogurts. nice when I get two yogurts. 
Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I had that was a nice pandemic thing for me too. I I was supposed to have a trip home. I mean, obviously there was a couple years where I didn't go home at all. And um, sometimes when I'm home, we're, we're not even great about it, but I'll play guitar with my dad. And oh, that's fun. My mom will uh, play a little mandolin or something, and and you know do some Simon Garfunkel or something. And um, because that wasn't happening, we now do an almost weekly guitar jam, which is a hundred times more. We used to do like a half hour a year. Now we're doing like um, an hour every week or every other week, um, and that's been really cool. And I, I think that stuff like that and your language lessons with your grandma are like yeah. really good. All of a sudden, everyone's like, we should try to do things online to connect with each other more. And it's all people that like lived far away. And I could have should have been doing that before. But it I don't know why it, it forced it, you know. You know, because because before it would be so easy to hop on a plane and go see somebody. So it right. felt weird to do something over video. Right, right. You know what I mean? And now because it was taken away for so long and it is much harder to fly places now and travel and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like we're doing it more. And honestly, I'm glad we weren't doing it before. I'm glad we're doing it now so that something positive can kind of come out of this time that at least we can be like, oh, I learned a whole new way to connect because think about it if we were doing all this video stuff beforehand wouldn't we then have exhausted ourselves of it during this pandemic time yeah so that we wouldn't be connecting at all yeah but because it was like new it remained exciting and now we found a way to like you know weave it into our daily lives or a week or a weekly thing or you know something like that yeah yeah i i think it's a really great thing that happened actually there's a couple good things like that i feel like I don't have any other examples. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. You can tell on my face. I was like, this ought to be rich. <laughs> I had one and I was like, that's kind of boring and, and hard to explain. But just trust me, other good stuff. <laughs> I made I made a bunch of dog friends is, is the shortest version. And um, we all had a birthday dinner and they're all they're varying ages, 40 to 90 but we all, all of our dogs get together in this field, and um, that was related to the pandemic somehow. Um, it's it started during that, and that that's kind of a fun thing that for some reason could have happened anytime similarly, but didn't be, until we were like, I just really value human connections sometimes outdoors, and um, so yeah, now we're all buds, and and we go out to dinner without our dogs. Um. What would you say in your social calendar you most look forward to? Like I'll give an I'll give yeah. an example. Mm -hmm. I really look forward to a walk with somebody mm -hmm. because sometimes sitting with someone, like you said sitting in the backyard on those dates, it can be like too intimate kind mm -hmm. of, um whereas when you're walking you're on the move and it's easier to like talk and listen or even just take a second of silence because you're like it's a strenuous walk and you're like, okay, great. And usually there's a destination like a coffee shop or something like that. Yeah. And there's like an, always an end in sight and they usually don't last more than an hour. So I would say a walk. Those are the, I like that answer. I, I have that with um, a friend or two that I'll do a dog walk with and you have a coffee and, and you're right that you can be silent longer. Like if you're facing each other in 
two chairs in the backyard mm-hmm. and you're silent for like a full minute, it's kind of insane. <laughs> it is insane. <laughs> but it if you're just insane. like walking and you're both breathing and one of you is like water taking some water or you're both looking out at something, it, it doesn't feel weird at all. The same length silence. Yeah, I exactly. And you're and and then you can always, you know, have like to push yourself to go because I don't like I know you do your punches or whatever. I don't know if you like any other kind of exercise, but it's like, it's good too, because you could be like, okay, great. This can be my exercise for the day. Two yeah. birds with one stone. Perfect. So it's like, it kind of really packs a lot into one hour. Yeah. Um, it's really efficient. I can do it in the morning and it, it will probably boost my day. Yeah. Um, you know, although I've been in a lot of bleak conversations lately, so who knows what people are going to bring to right. the table these days. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you can get home. But if nothing else, you get your heart rate up a little bit and that's proven to be good. Um I so would So what yeah, so what's yours? I would I would say yes to that one and although I don't do enough of that, but um I think stand up shows I generally look forward to and I know those don't sound like a social activity, but as you know, they kind of can count as that sometimes for your mm-hmm. week. You end up seeing people you kind of know and everyone backstage is lightly nervous and therefore a little bit more amped up to goof around and um and there's something very fun about getting to know someone a little bit backstage you're hearing about you know where they live their their spouse whatever these very grounded things and then Mm -hmm. getting to see them like in your case go sing a really fun pop song or and you never know like what they're gonna be like yeah so you know my daughter was sick but now she's okay oh i have to go out there and all of a sudden they're like i'm a frog (laughs) or whatever (laughs) and And i do love that character (laughs) yeah oh that woman who does the frog um but yeah like to see this like crazy other side of them when because um people i don't know if you have non-comedians uh listening but um i would say most of our group of friends aren't on all the time we're not like robin robin williams backstage you're a very normal nice person having a laugh talking catching up and then they go and do this kind of fun wild thing and you're like that's so fun to see this the two sides of this person have you know one I agree with you 100% about these backstage grounded conversations but have you noticed or maybe it's just me the conversations are more grounded than they were previous to the pandemic because previous to the pandemic I think more people were on shows like it'd be more improv teams and this and that at the variety type shows so there'd be more people backstage so it would be a little more pressure to be on mm-hmm. and now I find things a little more settled people are a little more humbled People are like finding joy in shows and performing again. And I'm just finding like the backstage conversations I'm having so fulfilling. I agree with you. Like people are just down to be themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I bet that's right. I I think of it as also getting older, but the people backstage are a variety of ages. So yeah, I think it it probably was a little bit like that competitive who's going to do the craziest bit and a little louder and crazier back in the day and just bits 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 and yeah maybe now it's a little like everyone got um kicked in the gut real hard and it's just like i'm just kind of happy to be out hey i you know Mm want to know what's going on with these people 
What kind of vibe are you running at your show, Friend Blast? Are you running a cool backstage vibe? Um, no, actually, we I run like a, <laughs> a very serious, very tense, toxic vibe. Um, I, uh, it's kind of what I'm known for. People really love doing this show. <laughs> you, you should be kind of scared. I, I always cut one person. Um, no, uh, that's I've just done a few of that show at Dynasty, and those have been great. Um, I one of the things I love about those shows is getting to pick the performers. It's also mm. hard because, as you know, you know people back out, they need to reschedule, they run late, and so that side of producing can be hard. But it's kind of worth it to be like this would be a really weird, fun combo of five of our friends or something. And um, as we were talking about before we started recording. Um, we have your good friend Mo, you know, did like a, an animated set to music, like moving mm-hmm. funny piece. And then our friend Jillian read her actual eighth grade poems. This is just the last show. I'm just saying this like sort of really weird variety of performing. And then backstage, like we're saying, everyone is so like sweet and excited to be there, excited to meet different people. Last one had Courtney Peroso doing like a sex robot woman that's got a real oh yeah oh i've heard all about this bit it's so funny and she's got an actual um extension cord um trailing from her backstage like it's like she's plugged in but then there's a well i i think this is okay to say the premise there's a real girl trapped in there um in the robot um and so like um lots of different types of performers with different mm-hmm. styles and and backstage different vibes but everybody's like you say just really excited to be out and meeting people um who are fun and weird yeah I, the weirdness has ramped up too and that mm-hmm. uh makes me really happy because i felt like in toronto we were all really weird mm-hmm. and uh, at least in my like scene that I was in everybody was like really weird and then I moved to LA and it felt like things had to be a little more not polished but and not not risky because people are definitely doing risky things but like um things just were a little more aware of who might be in the audience yeah that makes sense oh yeah whereas like yeah so I feel like now like I was saying about the backstage bits type thing, I feel like now people can't hide themselves as well as they used to. So like, and people kind of lost their minds in quarantine and stuff like that. So we're starting to see some of that. And that is one positive residual effect. I will say from the pandemic, like as much as I don't want to hear that anybody suffered, if somebody can find the funny in that and like find a way to release it from them yeah. out into the world yeah. and, and have that be relatable, I'm like, that's fucking cool that we can make weird things like relatable now yeah. is like this is huge news yeah absolutely well now you skipped over also your chicago time would you say that the performing was weird weirder in tr- your group of friends in toronto than like that because you were in a very uh fun weird group of people like the annoyance and everything that i always mm-hmm. loved and felt like we're always doing exciting shows that we're definitely not trying to please industry <laughs> yeah i i would say in toronto it was a little smaller scale like for example in 
Chicago, we could do weird stuff at bigger theaters that would have more people there. So it felt a little like riskier that we got to do that for like bigger crowds, like splatter theater, annoyance and stuff like that. Whereas like Toronto, I think the weirdest stuff I did were for more smaller crowds. So it didn't have as much of a reach. So I would say... Um, Chicago was pretty weird for how big of a reach it had. Yeah. That so that really that's what like really surprised me is I was like, oh my god, like do do you remember? Oh fuck, Mike, you'll remember the name of this. What was it called? The lottery. Yes. The show at I.O. and they pick one person from each level of class and then they get to do the show with all the like <clears throat> um, more veteran people. Right. And remember it was you, me, and Brad Morris. Do you remember this? No, not yet. And we were to the, yes, okay, we were, you guys were playing that week and I was in the lottery from level two. Uh-huh. I was a student. Wow, level to two it. and you were in there. Level two. Level two and I'm in there. Watch yourself. And we were, this was our first time really talking. Mm-hmm. And we were to the side of the stage and I was being insane because I was so excited. And I kept going, whoa, whoa, whoa. And like doing peace signs and like rolling my eyes and you and like pretending to do little masturbations. Like I was being fucking unhinged. <laughs> and it was my first time meeting you guys. And you guys were being so cool and fun and funny. And I would soon discover everyone was not as fun and funny as you guys were. <laughs> you, you guys were on board you guys were definitely on board oh yeah that was our first time meeting and playing together yeah and now our comeback at the elysian when you didn't recognize me because my hair was too long (laughs) (laughs) i mean that um i don't remember that specific moment but i do remember very early on being very on board i always liked i never i i did annoyance classes very late in the game and and did a couple of shows there but I always felt like I liked that vibe and, and like the late night IO, um, mm-hmm. like an upstairs midnight IO show. Those were always my favorite Chicago things. We getting swept up in the second city of it. And, and like even the shows I did at second city, I never, they, they were never like exhilarating in the way that those were and, and the people around and, and certainly yourself and a lot of who you were hanging out with the, um, you know, Timmy Maces and um, all those um, Andrew and wild cards, a, oh, a yeah. bunch of wild cards, misfits, if you will. And I, <laughs> I love that there, there was also a certain school of improvisers that were very buttoned up and like super smart. They'd like gone to Princeton and were like mm-hmm. really witty and, and they could reference things that made the audience applaud. They didn't laugh. They just clapped because they were like, yes, Walt Whitman. Good. Yes. And impressed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they were more impressed yeah. by the references. Yeah. yeah. And I always loved that um, your group and um, uh, some people in my generation were just full weirdos. And that felt a lot more exciting. Well, the thing about those midnight, like that midnight Friday or Saturday night show at I.O., um, in comparison to a Second City show was that you didn't know how it was going to work out. Mm-hmm. Like at a Second City show, you're like, we know this works. We yeah. know this formula. It's It varies within from sketch to sketch, but for the most part, we know this. But like those midnight shows, like we were doing stuff that we pulled out of our asses, literally sometimes. Uh, it was like, I mean, you did not know what you were going to get, and that to me was the most fun. And then, of course, we're all hanging out and having a drink, and it's yeah. like, and then it's whose house do we go to? Because often we would host at my house. You guys would come over all the time. We yeah. would host, or like your house was a big hosting house. And yeah. it was like, that to me, when people ask, where's my favorite place that I've lived? Um, 
I will always love Toronto, of course, because that's going to feel like home to me. But the funnest times I ever had were in Chicago. It was outrageous. I could never live it again. I'd be dead within six months. Yeah. But it was by far my funnest time because when I got to L.A., I was a little older and as much fun as I do have now and I do love my life, it is more grounded and stable. Yeah. And then it was like... We were just so young, like anything goes. Yeah. I fucking loved it. It's that it's perfect. And then this is perfect for this age. And I don't even know if if 25-year-olds here do do that. But that was such a thing. There was even a, a thing I found out that bartenders sometimes, when they just wanted people to leave I.O. at 2 a.m., they'd, um, they'd be like, guys, please just go to O'Brien, Jake, and Bo's. It's probably... <laughs> <laughs> Just sending the final five stragglers to our apartment because it was a block away and often there were people there a, a lot of nights hanging out. And so, yeah, that would be my hell now. I, I have anxiety if I have coffee with someone. But that was like... Oh, I could never do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. But perfect yeah. perfect at the time. It was really fun. Um, Mike, you started this podcast off at a roaring seven. Yeah. We've had a lot to talk about. Yeah. How are you feeling now on a scale of one to ten? And I accept any number. I'm going. I'm going nine point five. Oh my! Off the charts, almost. Yeah, almost maximized. I mean, yeah. I I, I feel like if I was like getting a massage or something, it it'd be a ten. But um, no, it, it it's been really fun. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't arrange that. <laughs> Well, I feel like you could have. It's just that you you didn't, and it's fine. I don't care. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it feels uh, great uh, to talk uh, with you. We were, you know, thinking of lots of people we both like and fun times and uh, sharing vulnerable things. That's gonna bump you up two point five. You know what? I'll cruise in at a 9.52. Hell, a 9.6, because that yes. .01 is because I know how much of a hit this episode's going to be. Yes. Let's get the industry going. Let's get it going. <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for joining me. Um, tell us when's the next show, if you want people to check out, or if there's anything online, or what do you want everybody to check out? Um, or, yeah. Yes, I am going to try out an hour at the Elysian Theater on Riverside in Los Angeles on July 30th. So look for that. It's a, a little ways off, but um, if you follow me online, I'll be plugging it a lot um, in the week before. Okay, I'm looking at it right now. I have a hair appointment at noon. I can make it no problem. What time's the show? It's at noon. No. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> this is a disaster. My hair appointment. My, I'm trying out my hour at noon, guys. It's going to be 100 degrees. <laughs> Um, it's at 7.30. I will be there. And guess what? I'm not going to give away where I live, but it's not far from the theater. So. What's your address? I'll tell you momentarily. Ah. <laughs> Let me just quickly sign off. If you guys want to follow the podcast, we're at Self Esteem Party on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to check out our Patreon, where maybe Michael come back on to do a review of his one-hour show. And my attendance in particular. <laughs> Mike, what a treat. Stay on the line so we can discuss the show further. Thank you, Alana. Believe in yourself. Believe in your body.